In nomine magne dia nostre, satani in trobo elator domine inferni, ie, iam, qui latapat, juanente miam, adjuramente nostrum in nomine domine inferne, qui regir teram. Domine satanas tue tuese terra, orbum terrarum in planetorium ejuas tu fondosti. Certustes est luxuria prepetes, ciseres tue, Sederunt, principetes, adversarum lacuriaberter. Et in qui persciata sunt mi, adjuvia mi, domine satanas mios, custodi mi, domine satanas, di mano peccatoris. Et ad hominabas in quis erab mi, domine satanas tu conversus vivicabas nos, et plebas, Tua lacrabrata in te. Ostiendes nobis, Domine Satanas, potentum tuam, et beneficium tuam da nobis. Domine Satanas exodi, orientianum miam, et clamor miam, ativianiat. Dominus infernus voscias, et com tuo. Gloria Deo, Domine inferne, et un terra vit hominiabas fortuobas, latiamas te, Benedictus te, Adriamas te glorificatum te, gratias amnia, tibi proprietor magnum prodientem, tua Domine Satanus Rex Inferni and proprietor omnipotence. Hey guys, it's me, Alex, and I'm worshipping the devil, because tonight, as you may have guessed, is the Halloween episode, and there's nothing more Halloween-like than Ave Satani, the uh, theme song to the omen. What you heard was a reading from uh, the Satanic Mass, uh, uh, the introduction to it, in Trotius. It is referred to as the Sacredos Paratos com Ministeris et Acrolites Accredit en Altere. Exciting, right? Yes. So, happy Halloween, um, hail Satan, etc., etc. Ave Satani to all of you. Happy Samhain. Happy um, All Hallows Eve. There is a fun little fact. November 1st being Hallows Eve. That's where the term Halloween comes from. Halloween. So Hallows Eve. And it became Halloween in some kind of magical transubstantiation, transmutation, probably at some time in the hundreds. Yay. So this is the Halloween episode. It's a special... um thing that's happening and what i would like to do is uh there's going to be a little section where me and my brother who you met last week will discuss halloween in our neighborhood or the night before which we refer to as goosey night uh that is uh other parts of the country called mischief night or cabbage night or um devil's night or bedube night or hamaha night or shamatbe night or Tereombat Niroabat night, or Ave Satani Nachtum, none of those are true. Yes. Pressing on. I'm going to play that. It's about a half hour thing. I have a call in from our good friend Mike from over at the Whatcast. And right now, in the background, I'm going to play uh, a song from the Paranormal Song Warriors. Uh, from their album, Believe, exciting songs about something, because I can't read the rest of it. It's about zombies. I think you guys are going to like it. Let's give it a listen. Mm-hmm. 
Zombie, 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 zombies are the living dead. Zombie, 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 you want to kill a zombie, just put a bullet through its head, and then it will be dead again. For good, zombie, 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 zombies love to eat your brains. Zombie, 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 you're never gonna be the same. If a zombie kills you, you'll become a zombie too. If a zombie kills you, you'll become a zombie too. During an outbreak, you've got to do what it takes. Don't worry so much about the loss. If somebody dies and you can't revive him after a few tries, just burn that body or cut it up with some sauce. You've got to prevent that zombie disease. Don't worry about answering to the authorities. They've got enough on their hands as it is. It's basically a no-holds-barred situation when a zombie attack begins. Expect some looting. I find that song to be incredibly fun. What I'd like to say to Matt Farley, uh, the genius behind the Paranormal Song Warriors, I would like to say, Matt, I would like you to join me in holding hands to say, fuck you, Monster Bash, because my friend, you've penned the new Halloween anthem, Monster Bash. It wasn't a graveyard smash. That doesn't even make any sense. This song makes sense. Helpful tips for when the zombies invade. Helpful. You know what else is helpful? Songs about, let's see, um... Here, let's songs about shadow people. Watch out for the shadow people. Watch out for the shadow people. Watch out for the shadow people. Oh, in the corner of your eye. Tell me, please, what I've just seen. Could it have been an interdimensional being, or was it a ghost or an alien who just appeared in my peripheral view? Watch out for the shadow people. Watch out for the shadow people. Watch out for the shadow people. Oh, in the corner of your eye. Shadow people are all around, on the walls and on the ground. Black figures with eyes that are red, and they disappear when you turn your head. Watch out for the shadow people. You do. Watch out for See the little the dance I'm doing. Listen to this. Watch out for, for the, the shadow people. people. Are they here to do good? Are they here to hurt? Were they watching when I took off my shirt? Are they just souls traveling through time or spies helping to commit a crime? Those shadow people, ooh, ooh, those shadow people, I always see them in the corner of my eye. Watch out for the shadow people. Bounce your head. All the shadow people out there. Watch out for the shadow people in the corner of your eye. Beautiful. Listen to that outro. Terrific. Well, again, thank you to Matt Farley, the wonderful, wonderful writer of Watch Out for Those Shadow People. 
in the corner of your eyes. Uh, watch out for, and in the corner of your eyes are in parenthesis, much like the Pina Colada song for Rupert Holmes' Escape, which most most people incorrectly think are, it's called the Pina Colada song. It is not. It's called Escape in, quote, in, in parentheses, the Pina Colada song. Happy Halloween, Rupert Holmes. Yes. Uh, moving on. Um, I'm trying to figure out, and I probably should have figured this out before I started talking, whether I want to put the, okay, I'm going to put the interview with my brother right here and I will be back afterwards. So, uh, make sure to hang out. I mean, I'll be there during it. It'll just be like a previous me. It'll be, it'll be the ghost of me from last week. Ooh, Alex is a ghost come from you from the Eldrick time of the past, the Eldrick time of near seven days ago. Eaten by the Langoliers and the Hell Beasts. I don't really know what that means. And I got a little Jack Blackie there. And I would like to stop doing that. Because although I am a hack, a terribly unfunny person, I'm not as bad as Jack Black. So I'm going to, uh, you know, refrain from doing the Hell Beast. Because uh, that's very Blackian. And not Michael Ian Black, Jack Black. Because Michael Ian Black, tell you the truth, he's the delight. And if you know him, tell him I said so. Be like, hey, Michael Ian Black, the host of the Alex cast, Alex, thinks you're a delight. So yeah, this is a, an interview with my brother. Not an interview, we're talking to each other about Halloween. Uh, we talk about the ghost in my basement, which I've referenced before. Uh, we talk about Goosey Night, a.k.a. Mischief Night. And yes, uh, so that is that. So please enjoy uh, this with my brother, and I'll be back by myself uh, when it is done to discuss some more things. Okay, yes,
it now. Everyone's waiting for the next surprise. Skeleton Jack might catch you in the back and scream like a bat. You make you jump out of your skin. This is Halloween. Everybody scream. Won't you please make way for a very special guy? So this is this is the story that I tell, my understanding of it. It's polymath. I remember being a young man, very young, like seven, sitting on the couch in our basement, watching TV, and as a Matt Schlemmer run from the little playroom we had down there mm-hmm. over to the bar area. And I kind of saw it like out of the corner of my eye, just you know, kind of black shape of Matt run across. And then Brad, you know, kind of came downstairs a few minutes later. I'm like, oh, where's Matt? He's like, hey, he left like an hour ago. Black shape ran across the room. No one was in the house other than me and Brad at that point. Fucked up. And I kept having like weird feelings down there. Like, especially late at night, I had weird vibes. There's three spots in the basement that I had weird vibes at. I had my friend that claimed to be psychic over. She pointed at the same spots I did. Freaking weird as shit. Wait, am I going to tell you the spots? Uh, well, we, we, yeah, we, we can do that. We can do that at the end. I just want to tell Don't the, tell me the spots. No, 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 right, no. Yeah. Those will not be spoken out loud. Um, so I... Yeah, that was there. My friend, uh, my first girlfriend, Jen, not the one we spoke about before, would not go into the basement because it freaked her out. Total weird vibe there. So much to the point, you know, I heard things. I think I saw another figure at one point, but not nearly. Like the one as a kid, I saw that fucking thing to the point that. I'm getting nervous right now, motherfucker. Yeah, but it, I, so much to the point that I literally thought Matt was in the basement. So I remember. So all that happens. And I didn't really talk to you guys about it. Or at least in my memory of this is that we did not discuss it until some Thanksgiving. And in my memory, I bring it up, and and the big reveal is is you know you and Brian go, oh yeah yeah, yeah we know about that too. Um, okay, I guess two questions. One, let's start off with uh, this. H- how close was my memory of that Thanksgiving? Do you recall this at all? Because um, it's very cinematic in my head, so it means I must have just the mat, it. the mat part you're talking. No, about? no, no. The, the the Thanksgiving where where I go, oh yeah, the the haunted basement, and we all go, oh yeah, of course we know about that. And that we'd never really spoken about it earlier. Than oh that. no! Well, we, I, yeah, that's been. We've always talked about it. You might not have been involved, but oh, okay, that, that's, yeah. it's kind of been common knowledge. Oh, okay. Because right, again, it's just my memory of it. You know, when you have those memories when you're a kid, and and it it took a, such a cinematic tone in my head. I'm like, that could not have possibly been what actually happened. Oh yeah, everyone knew. Okay, no, see, I think no one talked to me about it. And that okay, so that must have been it. Was that was my reveal that you guys knew about it? Was not. Yeah, we used all. to have. Okay, we used to do acid parties down in the basement. Two. One was, it was weird, the vibes down there, and the second was Dad's roof, cause, or the ceiling. He yeah. did the weird ceiling thing. People had weird fucking trips down there because it it was just scary. It's yeah. a fucking freaky place. So what, okay, what, uh, where were the spots to you? Where, where were... The bar, okay. the place where the switch is on the right-hand side, yeah. where my stupid mounted fish was in front of it, and right when you walk into the, uh, into the, the laundry area. Yeah, uh, uh, very close, uh. Mine was, yeah, the the switch, but on the floor, about a foot away from the, the post. It's in the, the sw- door. You have to go in the door. It's in there. That's oh, no, where no, all no, the not, sounds. Not that one. The down, the down, so if you walk down the steps, there's the pillar. And then yeah. on the right, that's the one with the switch on it. 
for, yeah, yeah, to the turn on the right. other yeah, lights. Yeah. To turn on the other lights, I mean. Yeah. And then like a foot away from that, that's the spot that I was like, I almost wanted to like dig there. Underneath like, the the steps? No, not underneath the steps, like a foot towards like like in between the steps and the and the, the, the bar? The table. The the pool table? The pool table, yeah. No, I was always behind the bar, but No, no, that was my second one. So oh. there was there. The second one was kind of the the entire bar area, especially behind the, the bar. Behind the bar. And then and then like literally walking into the laundry room, like about a foot in, like almost where dad's uh, tool box is. Like right there was just duh. no. Actually, the hot spot was that the little the little door that where the switch was for the lights. Not not the lights, the actual whole home where the the breaker oh, the, switch, yeah, the yeah. breaker. That is where all the sounds came from. That whole little that little thing. Oh, see, mine was on the other Fucking side. Fucking freaky. Got. Yeah, yeah. That was weirded out. All right, because I I talked about this before, and it's one of those things that you know, being younger, it's it's hard to you know, it's hard to like piece together your you know your childhood. Yeah, no, that whole basement yeah. was fucked up. But here's so here's I mean, I guess I suppose the the length of the question is, is one. Uh, did anybody else see like any people walking? Because my guy, I saw walking. Now that I think about it, he walked from the bar into the playroom. I never. I always heard sounds. I was yeah. a sound guy. I never saw anything. You were always the most intuitive, like a, a intuition. Yeah. W- about that kind of shit, you just were more um, with that. I never saw anything. Brad might have, but he never really told me. Yeah. Um, but we all agreed something was going on down there with theories. I mean, we. I, I thought something happened, a murder or something to to trigger that. There was some kind of anger, and later on it turned to a joke. Later on, it was just dad's spirit <laughs> from sleeping yeah. down there. Well, that's because I brought it up to you guys years upon years later, yeah. uh, and then that was kind of the joke. And I was like, "Oh, like, did I did I misremember this?" Because I, you know, it wasn't. I I talked to you guys about it. I think once seriously, and that was the Thanksgiving conversation. Yeah, I don't really remember. Yeah. Um, but, um, depends on the age too. I mean, what, what age do you remember when you were when you saw this? You're not really sure. Or? Uh, no, I'm, I'm I've always been bad with ages, but I, I was, uh, you know, seven ish. Uh, uh, you know, um, yeah, it's hard. I mean, you play, you know, that kind of stuff. You're brain is still kind of playing tricks in a sense but yeah. i wouldn't be surprised i mean i'm not well that's the thing because it was kind of it's so much you know confirmed ish with with uh you know, with, with everybody's having, reaction yeah. no but here's here's the thing is it, it wasn't that i mean how many owners could there have been in that house before us i mean it wasn't yeah it was only like 1950s or something like that right and they moved in in like what late 70s uh, when we moved in yeah well, like i say i was five so 75 75 all right so oh no, 25 years okay yeah so actually yeah there probably could have been some stuff there because I wanted to. Apparently, there's uh, um, apparently there's websites that you can do uh, to look shit up. To see, uh, Elisa Brinchka, actually, you maybe knew her older brother. I know no, that was more Brad's age, but she's moving, she's in a house in Hawthorne right now. And she, she's told me that she's, she's like, it's a haunted fucking place. And the story going around there is that uh, somebody had off themselves in it, like, you know, shot their brains on it. There's but, a lot of weird shit, like, you know, Brad had the, the haunted um, slave place he used to sleep in. You know about that, right? Yeah, but that's like a super old, you know, like, so that kind of, I'm fine with something being haunted. Like, I'm kind of okay with that. Like, because even scientifically, I can kind of ish, you know, I could sort of, you know, so I I can, yeah, all right. You know, I can, I can deal with it, you know, and not have to be really freaked out. But being in like a, just a bungalow ranch style fucking house that was built. Yeah, yeah, that basement was bad. That's why I couldn't And it got, you know, you know, when we put the addition on that, totally cleared the house a lot. 
Because yeah. before the addition, it was even worse. It was fucked up. That whole house was fucked up I re- until we got the addition. I re- no, I remember the house being a lot more negative when I was a kid because I do remember the pre-addition house. Uh, not you super remember well. that? Are you yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Shit. I remember. I remember Brad holding me down and me being stupid enough to think I could spit up at him in the bedroom that became the closet. Oh under the steps. no! I used to hold Brad down. You used to jump on him. Yeah. No. This was I right. Think this yeah. Was a re- right. Right. Yeah. That, right. I yeah. I could spit up at him while he held me down. Good no, one. I remember that. Room. There's that intellect of yours. Yeah, I remember the uh, remember the bunk beds. I remember. Um, yeah, I used to hold him down, and you used to jump off the the bunk bed on his stomach. I don't. I like. I have a. I mean, you would be cracking I have, up. I have like an ish, like the smallest. And I remember throwing a tennis ball into the into the the area that would become the floor of the upstairs when they're building it, like when the construction yeah, crew was yeah, there. Yeah, right. I remember yeah, throwing a ball in there because yeah. I, I don't know why. I just thought that was the coolest thing. But um, anyway, from a Halloween perspective, yeah, that we it was it was haunted. Yeah, it's. I, yeah, it's just I was trying to figure it out. So I, I don't know. Now that it's kind of like it might is. explain Dad too. He spent hours and hours down there. Yeah, I mean, I do kind of I, I do like basements though. I'm always more comfortable in a basement. We're now. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I think my thing. I, I, I this think, one's all right. It's got kind of a good thing. I think maybe sunlight maybe uh, doesn't do well with me. Like I'm just well, your like, formative yeah. years. You had what? Did you have tinfoil on your windows um, when you were going to the vampire stage? And I I don't mean to. I think I had them blacked out. I don't think I did tinfoil. They were blacked out in some way. You had the trench coat, like the black trench yeah, coat, yeah. the pure black room, and then yeah, black, yeah, you had the whole look yeah, going. Yeah, black boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had the whole thing. Yeah. But I, you know, and then, but the thing that I didn't, your, I have your yearbook, and um, in it, you have a picture of you, I guess it was your graduation yearbook, and you were like preppy. It was the oddest thing. I mean, yeah. No, I have, no. That's you must be thinking, right? Because I have my year. No, I don't know. I yeah. well, I got one of yours. I don't know what year it is, but anyway. Uh, off topic. Now, my, the, the, you know that was probably middle school because you know my senior yearbook is I'm wearing a velvet shirt and I got long <laughs> I got long hair. <laughs> Where that, did you find a velvet yeah, shirt? In in that one, I actually had uh, I had uh, oh remind me wait, I'll tell you in a second. I, the, the, I won most unusual or most unique or whatever that nice. year. So to me and Katie remember I'm sitting there with uh, fishnets on my arms <laughs> wearing like this just all black. Uh, 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 I think I'm wearing like a satin shirt, black jeans, tucked nice. in my boots. So I was wearing that I was wearing that velvet shirt and I was taking a piss in the uh, hillside diner. Uh, you know, because we're hanging out there drinking coffee, smoking yeah. cigarettes. Dude rubs my back as I'm taking a piss and goes, <laughs> "Oh, that's a nice fabric." And I'm like, "Oh, what the?" F-? You know, so I I literally, literally don't go into urinals if I can avoid it. Since then, because I had that satin shirt that I referenced, the same fucking thing happened with a different dude. Oh my god! Like, dude, dude, oh, what a nice fabric. I I'm taking a piss, dick in hand. Dude starts rubbing my back. It's like, what the hell is happening here? So I'm like, all right, I'm I'm pretty anti urinal from now on. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. So yeah, happy Halloween. Don't wear shiny shirts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to see how much this uh, looking up shit costs to see if anybody died in that house because that was this is one of those things I you know I it I, was an odd place. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things that's it's it's weird for me to try to put together the you know the kind of half assness of that you know yeah. But it's it's just yeah it's uh, the I oddness. mean you can you know and then you add in the whole Halloween Halloween experience um, at that time too. I think people did get that feel. Um, cause there was a, a couple different spots on our block that was that way, basically, but nothing like ours. Only... Cause even Schlemmer's basement was a bit odd. Schlemmer's basement always did strike me as a little odd, but I always thought it was just like the layout less than like there being something in there. It just felt like the layout was odd. The layout was odd. Yeah. yeah. Cause like kept the way going it back like, and back. Around. Yeah. yeah. But, um, uh, so, all right, really quickly, cause I've talked about it on the show. What, what's, what's the, the, the biggest like holy shit memory of Goosey Night that you have? The, uh, you know, like, if you can think of, like, one of the occasions that is like, oh, this was the height of the, the, 
Bacchanalia. Fucking, yeah. yeah. So, um, Gusenite is 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 like Wild Knight or what, you yeah, know, there's all different names, Mischief Knight, but we yeah. just call it Gusenite, and it's only like weird. It's just a one little subsection of Northern New Jersey, um, and as I well, we had a shitload of people living on our block. Uh, I think the big one was, um, and this is kind of the, at the end of it a little bit. Um, we had rivaling uh, rivaling. Is that the right word? Um, yeah. Neighborhoods, and then we would come, we would go to different neighborhoods and kind of have little wars. It was like West Side Story yeah. weirdness. Um, and one year, everything ended up on Rockaway, and um, that's the street we grew up on. Yeah, and it, it got crazy, and and basically the word got out to the cops, and they were kind of prepared. Um, and thankfully, we had a stream that ran through our backyard, and we used to that was like the child's pipeline to to escape because cops couldn't really go down it a lot of sirens yeah so you would kind of like the road was never safe so you would run to the stream and it was this really odd stream with gating and stuff that you can kind of run through and we'd have strategically located um rocks that that go across that we could run across so the cops couldn't really follow us back there but anyway the the big year was when we had um i don't know can i say names i think it was uh, scott bammer which is a perfect name for uh an enemy. Yeah. <laughs> um, he him and his cronies came down, and uh, Rockway became the central front for basically Goosenite War. And um, at the time, it was weird because uh, fall was a little bit earlier, so we would um, have leave piles, and we piled them up across um, John Croce's front street where the hill starts, basically. So we Huron. Jumped, Huron. Yeah. We built this giant dividing wall of leaves, and. Um, and then threw uh, toilet paper over the, the line that was over there. So it was like a wall. It was literally a wall. You couldn't see oh, past yeah, yeah. it. So you couldn't even see what was on the other side. And then he started coming down that street with all the people to start. And we all had eggs and we're all ready to go. And that was the dividing line for the attack. And it, it was like war. That's how we played it. And just as this thing was starting, all of a sudden you, you see the, the, the blue and red lights starting at the end of the street. Because we would, they were tough, those guys. So we felt like we were all kind of little. We were going to get our ass kicked. And all of a sudden, these cops start coming down the street, and everybody's going nuts. We're running. And somehow, um, somebody lit something, and the whole thing lit on fire, the actual dividing yeah. leaf pile, and then lit all of the paper towels or whatever, the toilet paper that was up on the thing. That lit, and then the cops showed up, and they had to literally bring a plow a plow too, <laughs> so you see the cops coming. It was like weird, and I don't yeah. mean to, to say it like literally. It was like saving part of it, Lot Ryan, when yeah. the when the you know the tanks come, where they the the basically the uh, the plow came down a street with the cops in front of it, and they had to actually come and move it during sparkling and fire and people yeah. running around and eggs getting tossed. It's just a bizarre bizarre time. So I mean, that kind of was the big night. That's, that's and it ended after that because the cops always just hung out down there. Well, that was that was I, I, I was very little during that because I remember that not that I remember that happening. I remember something was happening because uh, I wasn't allowed on Goosey Night yet. I was very, very young. And yeah, I you that. were small. Yeah. yeah. And I have this memory of like there being the fire thing. And I was like, Oh, my God, this is fucking amazing. I can't wait to be old enough to do this. And um, and then it was the, the next year, the year after was like the final nail was when Coro- uh, uh, a girl down the street uh, put the flare down her pants. Oh, yeah. Remember she burned that? her vagina. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's why I stopped. That's why I was like, <laughs> right. oh, not saying that name. Uh, yeah. It's fine being a tough guy <laughs> right. from down the street. The other one's a burnt, <laughs> right. burnt vagina. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, then they kind of died out at that point. Yeah. Which which was sad for me because I was just getting old enough to cause trouble. Well, it was, it's weird because it was like the, the whole event. And this is the day before Halloween. 
was kind of like a giant release. So it was like, you know, like you ever see those tomato fights that they have in Europe? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's really smart. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. They, all these people have this built up energy and that's what we were like. So all these kids were like, we got to let loose. There's a certain chaos yeah. in us that has to get loose. And like the day after, everybody was kind of fucking chill. Yeah. And it wasn't that much damage and stuff like that. And it, the, the street no, was... I never remember because I used to, I loved Halloween. That was like my favorite holiday. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, I never remember the damage being too bad. I mean, it's like, you know, it's toilet paper and shit. But the I... eggs were the worst because you had to paint your house over. The, so the eggs were pretty bad. Yeah. But everything else just, it looked like Christmas because there was like yeah. toilet paper all over the place. Well, I remember when I was, when I was uh, in middle school. So this is, you know, years later. Um, I was at my, I was at my buddy's house, and uh, his mom had heard of Rockaway. Yeah. Like, oh no, you don't go down there. Like you don't <laughs> right. go to Rockaway. Like that's are you crazy? That's where that's where that happens. I was, I was so proud of that. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of proud of it too. I was like, oh wow, look at that. This is you know for middle suburban white kids. You know. Yeah. I was thinking last night. There's this nothing to do with Halloween, but this will end the Halloween episode. What the. F- Okay, I know we grew up at a different time, and this is why I say I, I'm more related to your generation than the the one following. I have the memory of we used to just go on that hill of those people's houses behind the Mazeros. You know that sledding hill behind. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know those fucking people's names. They nah. just let random kids fly down oh, their yeah. yard, go off a jump that's f- literally into a shed on the other side. Oh yeah, it yeah. Wrong. What the hell kind of? That's what I'm. I try to. This is this is the difference I have with kids that are a couple years younger than me. Even some that are my age that had like a little bit younger parents. Of they're like, wait, you did what? And it's like, yeah, you just did that. Like the oh, stories yeah. of rock fights, they like didn't have it. Like, you know, the 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 brook in the backyard. What did we go to the brook? Yeah, uh, in the backyard, like the rock fights we'd have across there, across like, the stream. Yeah, yeah like yeah. none of them had it, and that's that's why I say like the, my generation is like I almost remember the seventies through you guys because it's like. Yeah, you used these, to tell a story. These, I mean, you used to watch us. Yeah. You'd be around. Well, that's yeah. the thing. But the echoes of that behavior still reached me because it's like I, you know, I remember getting a black eye on my from Dan Jorgensen hit me with a rock. I know, <laughs> yeah, I, I know, we all that's yeah. but I mean, but there's that's a your rite of passage. You gotta get nailed in the face with a rock. It wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't like he hit me like being a bully. We're having a rock fight. Well, I have a rock fight. What yeah. you do? Yeah, and the the you know building the the passages and the the one story that somebody uh, was freaking out about with my on you know parents not being around childhood is. Uh, Crystal Lake, we'd break the ice, and then I'd run across the ice flows because yep. you get the breaks, and because you run across, and they're like, "But if you fell through, you you die." And you're like, "Yeah, I know. Yeah, right, yeah, okay, yeah, but we didn't." Like it was like, it was, like, it was fucked up. It, I know. It, it, but the thought, it, I was like, "Oh, I guess this is that relation to the generation previous," because that's much more like that old school, free range. Well, you, style. you guys used to be our. Um... We would use you guys at like our stunt people. So like you know, think about it. This every all of our fathers are like Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. So they're all just sitting around going, "Do this, do that, do this." Oh yeah. And then we would do it as the older guys. So like, I mean, even I don't know. You remember the wire I put up from the tree, way up in no, the tree. I remember down about this. Yeah. into the. Well, we would we'd hook us like it was it was way up. It was like twenty feet up, and we'd hook the. Uh, basically a uh, I don't know what am I talking about like here? a tire tube kind yeah of thing. something yeah. and just slide it down which it was freaking dangerous I, don't, yeah. I can't believe we were allowed to do it and all the parents were just like yeah no problem go for it. it it'll build character and we would put the little guys like you and Schlemmer was the big one yeah. in that and just shoot them down well thankfully Schlemmer and you guys took, were laughing yeah. and loving it I mean we he did damage Schlemmer, but... took, Schlemmer, <laughs> Schlemmer took most of the hits for me thankfully because uh yeah, although you were too smart, you would always just watch. Well, yeah, I I would either get out of it or or kind of pull the I'm too young card. Like, because I do recall I was the one nominated to be put in the dryer, but that became Eric's story. I don't know how I got out of it, but I know I was. We were in that basement to put me you in were... the dryer, and Eric was the one that ended up in there, not me. 
Was it you, really? Yeah. I was supposed to. I, it was, you were a little bit younger, so you would watch. Yeah, no, but I so, remember the, the dryer story, the famous Eric getting thrown in the dryer. Yeah, in the dryer, yeah. I don't remember if it was the same day, but I know I was being kind of pushed into, oh, this will be fun. And I don't know how I got out of it, but I recall very clearly being terrified of, I don't want to go in a dryer. I didn't yeah, get in there. He, well, the, he volunteered. Yeah, I, I think, think maybe yeah. that was the thing, and he jumped in, and, you know, that's the. That's well, the, the, the thing was the parenting. I didn't understand how they were like the way they were, but they were all this way. They just let us do whatever we wanted. And it's just so odd because I'm thankful I grew up that way, but I'm like, fuck, I would never do that with my kids. I don't know how they let it. Well, that's a different that. world thing. I mean, if I think it wouldn't be that weird if you were born in 50 or, you know, whatever, 60, you know? Yeah, maybe. Because that was just the norm, and we're the last the last gasp of it yeah kind of of, of that that because I mean, if, you, if you watch like old you know any kind of old tv shows that's the way kids grew up is like you know calvin hobbs is a perfect example calvin just hobbs a, is, is negligent parenting he's just in the woods by himself with a fucking <laughs> that's a good tiger. point i never thought of about but that way to me, yeah, that's, that's good that yeah was, that was my idol when i was a kid i was like yeah walk around in the woods by yourself that's what you do i'm a kid i, I know i kind of feel bad because it, it does a disservice to i think kids because they, i think we don't trust them enough they're smart. They'll figure it out. Yeah. But you got to let them figure it out in a way. And we don't. We kind of baby them. And I sound like an old guy now, but I don't know. I kind of wish we returned to that, like in yeah. a sense where it. it I mean, I'm yeah, not it's some die and get hurt though. To be fair, because I remember, like, I mean, I. I, I yeah, sure it's like I, all right, we'll have another one. You know, what I mean? it's yeah, just yeah. like because I like, do. <laughs> I do have firm memories of being like bleeding on the side of a trail by myself, of just like <laughs> multiple times. It's just like, oh, I guess I got to get home. You know, like yeah, that does teach you something. Right. But for every me, there's probably you know one kid that didn't get yeah. off the trail. You know, the, the yeah, how to do know. a splint. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, there's yeah. Like think about it. Think about how infrequently you see casts nowadays on kids <laughs> versus true. when we were a kid. Like I broke both my wrists. I remember, you know, like I've I've been you know fucked up as a yeah. as a kid. You know, I cracked my head open a bunch of times mostly through brad and his friends i know but would you trade i mean would you trade would you rather go to like violin lessons and everything organized and and ready you know or that no 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 i'm absolutely fine with it uh, but i I do kind of see the like lives are saved by the parenting style (laughs) that's a good point i'm not saying it's worth it because you're going to raise a a generation of entitled people that just don't know what life is but then long term maybe they aren't because you're so repressed that then you end up taking a gun and shooting up a school because you're so repressed because you never got to do anything yeah maybe yeah because but i don't know i'm fine with that aspect of it no i'm fine with the bumps and bruises because i got out you know relatively unscathed like my wrists don't work all that well in fact when i demonstrated that it just made a cracking noise like i'm, <laughs> right. I'm fine like I'm, I'm i'm aces with that like my right. only complaint is like you could have after i was done playing thrown me in a fucking piano class i mean jesus like yeah like, for the amount they told me i was smart you sure didn't do much about it yeah uh, but I, you know they go to halloween and maybe this closes out you know it, that what we just talked about does make a difference I mean, when you look at halloween you know i know with the older people Halloween is is the time to get together, you know, dress sexy or whatnot. But the kids, it's not, there's nothing special. I mean, it's all organized. You go to school, you dress up, but then afterwards, it's not like you have any community on the street. You you know, there's not many that go out and actually trick or treat or anything. There's no community. And I always thought Halloween was that moment where you actually just wander your street, get to know your street. It's like the the, the built realm that you live in. Yeah. Is that a, is that a West Coast thing, though? That's what I was wondering, because I, I haven't been on the East Coast for Halloween while, but I would assume, because I noticed it with Christmas out here, and I think, the, the I mean, there's not much autumn here. I mean, there is, but it's not... North, yeah, you know, right. I know what you mean. East yeah, Coast it's autumn. like boom, boom. Yeah, and, yeah. And that and that winter thing, like the idea of ha- needing a winter festival because you've been stuck inside for so long. Although we live in a modern world, you don't really need it. But you can kind of see why it makes sense that come the middle of December, farmers would be like... 
I gotta get drunk or do something or I'm gonna go fucking nuts. Possibly. So they start. But out here, it's like, oh, it's 40. You know, like, like yeah, I know, uh, yeah, no, dude, yeah, yeah, no like it's deal. not, yeah, all right. I mean, I guess we can do. I that, don't know. Yeah. From what I remember, from what I mean, our parents are still there. They did say that no one comes around anymore. Oh, is that true? Yeah, I haven't yeah. asked them because I remember when I, you know, I, again, last generation of it, I suppose, or maybe slightly below me was, I, I, I mean, I was really young when I was allowed to go out by myself. Like, yeah, I, I used rem- to come with us. Used to me, me, me and Brad used to take. Yeah, you out. when I was really young. Yeah, because I remember you carrying a bag that was like bigger than you. Yeah, had like a bag. We, I mean, we did. Jesus we did uh, pillowcases. Yeah, yeah pillowcases. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We had the the the, the fucking amazing routes through the the neighborhoods to try to figure out where all the yeah, where the was. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I remember going out by myself, and you know, I mean, I guess with you guys, and then with my friends, and yeah, you used to go. Yeah, yeah. you just I'm getting more, and yeah. you'd be gone. And that was yeah, yeah and that's pitch dark. It's fucking thirty degrees. And yeah, you just yeah, leave. Just walking around, and not even wearing a coat. No, just nothing. Like, yeah. Just go. My, yeah, oh, then my costume. Yeah, no, I'm dressed as a black ghost. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, just walk walk <laughs> in the middle of the road. It's cool. Yeah. No, come on in, child. Yeah, it was just weird. Yeah. Well, that's that's the one because I do remember going into people's houses, like especially when I was a delivery boy. Again, I'm from the '40s, apparently. When yeah. I was a delivery boy, <laughs> right. uh, delivering paper boy news- after yeah, yeah, delivering right. newspapers, I remember going into people's houses, and and now I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, I knew yeah. it was fine. I got, you know, I never got diddled. Like the closest it came was uh, there was a group of really stone guys, and they would find it really funny to invite me in because. They were just high as fuck. Right. I remember right. the house they lived in. They always tipped really well in collection. Dance. But, but no, but they, no, no, they never made me do anything. They just found it endlessly amusing because, like, I didn't know yeah, what a right, bong yeah. was or anything, but they would just, like, in my later life, I put it back together that they're sitting around a table just yeah. trashed out of their gourd. And they're like, the paperboy's standing right fucking there, you know? Yeah. You know, it was things. funny because you were pretty young when you would wander around the streets. It kind of reminded me of that Chappelle skit with the, with the baby in the corner in the crack place. It's like uh, two in the morning. He pulls up in a limo because he had the guy has to go get something. And he looks out the window, and there's a baby in the corner, just standing there in yeah. diapers. And he look, he, put, he looks out the window, and he goes, "Hey, baby, what what are you doing?" And the, the thing just turns and goes, "Shut the fuck up," you know, and then walks away. But that was kind of like you. You were tiny, wandering the streets at night on Halloween, just yeah, like no, it was nothing. Yeah, I remember. You no, know, I remember that rather well. I I, I remember at one yeah. point, uh, mom yelled at me because I left the whatever the radius zone was you were allowed to go to because uh, I was down at Crystal Lake when I was young enough that I wasn't allowed right. off the block. And uh, she got all mad at me. I'm like, I can see you. Like, our house is right. Re- <laughs> I remember being really young. and Because yeah. it was one of those, like, it was one of my earlier kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, Socratic argument moments of like, I was right there. Our house is right there. Like, because I was much older than I was old. Where my argument yeah. of, it was, it's right there. Our house is right there. Like, I could get there moments from now. Right. You know, this is this is not far. This is not outside the play zone or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Uh, I, let me give you a shout out because it's similar. I can't believe I just said the word shout out. Yeah, yeah, shout out to my homies. Don't ever say that. Yeah. But um, that the similar experience, especially for Portlanders, is that the, when they close the streets down and have the street parties, but not with the danger. There's no danger element to it here. Where you know, I, have you gone to that where they in Portland where they shut the streets down? It's uh, and no cars are allowed. Yeah, yeah. The 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 yeah. what are those called? Uh, what ah, fuck. Yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. That. I, I just, those yeah. are those are great because it does that. It gives it that that it's like that community spirit. It's like these are my neighbors. Yeah, and they take the cars out of the equation and just let people own the streets. Um, you know, ours, there ours was, was danger. Like, yeah. yeah, it was danger involved too because people got rowdy. But this well, is rowdy. still there. I remember Brad sitting me on a skateboard, throwing me down that hill at the end of <laughs> yes. our street, and a lady having to slam the brakes from running me <laughs> yes. over. Like he just he just sits me he's right here. You're gonna learn how to go down on a skateboard. All right. And it, just, it was ah, it was know, scooging. Yeah, we used to lay on our oh, back scooging. and have scooge yeah, race. Yeah, yeah. 
instead of yeah yeah so that's that was yeah i mean we were taking turns into traffic yeah, yeah. so um, anyway and, yeah and, and just to cl close out just to go back to the racism thing i don't know where it came from it occurred to me i'm not kidding i was living in portland at the time yeah they used to call those fucking the 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 uh you know uh, latino americans down the street spick and span yeah what the fuck were you people doing i didn't know what, what in, that in jersey yeah they were those kids that lived on oh, uh yeah. sue or that street is yeah, it's true. Yeah, right. Yeah, I yeah. had no idea. I mean, I knew it was races later in my life, but I hadn't thought about them. And it popped in my head. I'm like, what the fuck? Because I learned that term. I didn't know that was a racist term. I just like, oh, that's funny. That's the name of a dish solvent. Oh, like, yeah. They used to walk by like Flanders and go, hey, Spick and Span. You know, like I, on their, their voice and I stuff like no that. Fucking, yeah. Oh, I yeah. had no idea that that was going on. I mean, I yeah. did because I knew that word. But it wasn't until like, year, I was only out here. That, I mean, that was normal. Like, you know, I don't. I don't know whether how like the racism like I don't know whether in their minds how racist they were and because there was the same guy that used to do the the snowman that was a giant penis. Do you remember that? No, it was I mean, huge. They, I mean, yeah. they made they would make giant penises in their front yard yeah. as snow, um, and no, everybody's like, "Hey, look at the penis, no big deal." Yeah. Um. So it was just it was I don't know it was just normal. I I I mean it was normal because I mean. Racism, racism, normal. Is normal like, yeah, it was just one of those things that occurred to me years later that I'm like, I had no idea. You had that no idea meant. that meant. And yeah. of course, I learned that word when you learn that word, and it's just one of those things of like, I put it together later. I'm like, what the hell? What, what the hell happened there? Like, why did I have two friends that were called like? I was calling it with like, like, hey, Nikki one, Nikki two. What's going on? Like, I, <laughs> what the fuck? You know, it was one of these like, you know, mind yeah. fucks of like, uh, you know. And again, that's why uh, that's that's why I say you know I make the reference that in my past I've said I was smarter than people because man, I'm a fucking idiot with a lot of things because like, <laughs> just like, didn't even occur to me just living my life. Do, 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 yeah. yeah, what's up, Jiggy and Boo? Hey, you know, it's yeah. But anyway, uh, happy Halloween, guys. <laughs> Bye. Okay, and we're back. Um, I hope you enjoyed that little section with me and my brother. The harrowing tales of our haunted basement and the girl down the street's burnt vagina. Um, ooh, it's Halloween. Ooh, look at the scariness. So, yes, that is that. <clears throat> Again, during that entire time we were away, uh, it wasn't all that far. I just kind of left a pause so I know where to insert the audio. I didn't bother to think about what I'm going to do next because I'm what we like to call a shitty broadcaster, but I've thought of this. So I asked people to call in with their ghost and paranormal stories. And like um, every other time I've asked people to do that, no one um, pretty much did. But our friend Mike did from the Whatcast. And I think he's... No, he's not been on the show before. I've been on his show. Uh, Mateo is the uh, other host on that show. And he has been on the show. You might remember him as Drekface Mateo. He is a lovely man, and I don't think his face looks much like Drek. I don't actually know what his face looks like, but I assume him to be a handsome and fit man with, uh, I mean, frankly, an above average unit. These are all guesswork, but I'm just going to assume so. Uh, nothing against Mike. I think Mike is, I think Mike's more girthy than anything else. So, uh, speaking of the girthy Mike, this is a call he made to us about the, um, about the old, uh, some kind of paranormal thing. I haven't listened to it yet, so let's just listen to it live. Hey, Alex, it's Mike, just calling with my ghost story. So I used to live at this old house, and um, it's my, my parents actually still live there, and there's actually nothing going on there now that I know of. But I had a few experiences. Um, I'm just going to kind of give you a quick overview, and if anyone is interested in hearing more details, they can download the Whatcast Ghost Stories episode. 
now available on iTunes. Anyway, so it started out, I was watching uh, Back to the Future 2. My brother was asleep on the floor. All the lights in the house were off. My parents were sitting on the couch. And all of a sudden, I see something come from the hallway. It looked like a person wearing white clothing. And they kind of just leaned against the doorway and looked in at me. And I called out to my dad, thinking it was him, and my dad responded, and it turned out he was sitting on the couch. So I turned, looked at my dad, looked back at the doorway, and it turned around. It it was still there when I looked back, but it turned around and walked back down the hallway. And uh, I told my dad I thought someone was in the house. We looked, got up, turned the lights on and everything, saw no evidence of it. Uh, mostly just hearing sounds. Um, thought I heard somebody call call my name or whisper my name at one point. Uh, but the scariest thing that happened was I was home alone listening to music, and all of a sudden I got this overwhelming sense of fear, and the fear kind of made me look towards this empty wall. And across the empty wall I saw movement. And it's like the movie Frighteners, like where you can kind of see something like moving through the walls, but not like like a vague outline of something maybe, or a ripple type. I don't know. I can't really explain it. I, I saw movement go across the wall, and I freaked the fuck out and ran out the front door in the middle of winter in nothing but a T-shirt. And uh I live in upstate New York, so it's pretty fucking cold in the winter. But yeah, that was like the scariest thing that happened. I think I went into more detail on the stuff on our show, so anyone who's interested, go download it. All right, take it easy. No, oh, thank you, Mike. And I think, like all good ghost stories, it should start with I was watching Back to the Future too. I think all of the terrors in the universe were formed in Doctor Emmett Brown's bathroom after he knocked his head and came up with the flux capacitor. I think that's the story. I haven't watched that movie in a while. Um, yeah, so that is Mike from the Whatcast. You can find them at Googling the Whatcast. It's because <laughs> I don't have it handy. I think it's, I think they're at Libsyn. Either way, just find them. I know they're Facebook. You can look it up there. So, yes. Um, that reminded me. So, in that thing that with my brother and I speaking, uh, what I wanted to get into, not wanted to get into, it just kind of popped in my head. I hadn't thought about it in a while. So, the other thing that happened in my old house was so after we had uh, Craig mentioned when the addition went up the, the the house changed and that's sort of true but the basement was still weird cuz I, I i spent a lot of time down there uh, cuz i guess you know my my fascination with the dark or whatever that sounded really creepy um cheesy is the word i really wanted to say fuck it let's just leave it there uh so yeah i was down there a lot so i mean i got a lot of experiences there we talked about the me seeing the figure running across i forgot this one i didn't forget it i just i hadn't brought it up is after the addition went up, I had this, um, I had my bedroom in the, uh, upstairs of the house. So, you know, the part of the house that didn't exist, uh, previous. So, you know, to put a handle on, you know, uh, ghosts existing in, you know, uh, physical space. So yes, um, I was in my room and I got this really fucked up feeling, uh, uh, just dready kind of just fear. Um, I don't want to say panic cause I want to follow this story up with another one that involves panic. So just just a a, a a fear, kind of a dread feeling. I All I'm saying is fear and dread. I've run out of synonyms because I'm an idiot. Terror. Um, and I, I just got weirded out. So I was like, fuck this. And uh, I, I left my room and I closed the door behind me. And 
I don't know how to say this with the most dramatic build. So yeah, okay. So I, I left my room, closed the door behind me, <clears throat> walked downstairs, did some things, and I was coming back upstairs to, uh, you know, now that I'm calmed, I've, I don't know, let's say I had a chocolate milk. I, I don't know. Uh, something fell in my room. Like a, a, I heard this noise, like a big a crashing noise from my room. And needless to say, that was a, a bit freaky. So I, um, I went and screamed loudly in my, in my womanliest voice. I don't even think I did scream. I'm not much of a yeller when frightened. But anyway, um, there's, this is where there's a, there's a lost memory section. Like I was abducted by aliens. I just more mean, I think I just kind of walked around back and forth in the house trying to get up some gumption enough to open my door. So I did. I went upstairs and I opened the door and my shelving unit that was sitting on my desk had fallen. Uh, there were these stackable little plastic, uh, black plastic boxes, essentially, and had th- three on the left, three on the right, and they like locked together. They're kind of like Lego almost. And they were, they were there for, for months. Nothing had moved, nothing had shifted in them. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's odd that they would fall. <clears throat> what, what's odder still is that, um, they, the way that they, f- they fell, this is kind of hard to describe, but the way that they fell, they were far enough away from the from the from the from the dresser they were sitting on that it wasn't that they toppled from the top down. It was as if a force had pressed from the bottom most of it and shoved forward. So it almost like slid then fell. Like the fulcrum point of the fall would have been at the front of the dresser instead of at the back where it was sitting. I hope that can paint a picture for you. I think I think that makes sense. Assuming you know what the fulcrum is, the middle part of a seesaw. That's what I'm saying. So. Yeah, that was freaky as fuck. So I, I remember having the feeling that I was going to run to my neighbor's house who, who we grew up with. Uh, I've referenced them before the Schlemmers. I don't remember if I did or not. I don't think I did. I think I just, I think I just kind of picked up after myself <clears throat> and then just hung out downstairs till my parents came home. I'm not, actually, I don't even think I told them about it. I don't remember. I should talk to my parents about this. How often I reported back to them my weird shit. Electronic voice, electronic voice, electronic voice, electronic voice, electronic voice, electronic voice. Phenomenon, phenomenon. It would be automatic in dismissing that hissing sound as just static focus more closely and soon you will hear the voices of spirits reaching your ear electronic voice electronic voice electronic voice electronic voice electronic voice electronic voice phenomenon phenomenon if you don't are electromagnetic only through speakers and a microphone can their sounds approach an audible zone electronic voice electronic voice electronic voice electronic voice electronic yeah okay so cool um this has been the halloween episode which wasn't very halloween well whatever we talked about paranormally stuff uh and it's a bonus episode so whatever you get you guys got it um for free and yeah uh 
I don't, yeah, whatever. This is an extra episode, so I don't have to do it. But uh, so this is proof that I actually do love the place. Go to facebook.com slash the standard PDX. That is where you can find all sorts of delightful uh, things about the standard, the bar I go to. And normally it's sponsored the show, but they have X number of episodes a month. This is an extra episode, but I'm going to tell you guys about it anyway, because I love them. So go there, uh, facebook.com slash the standard PDX. Uh, they are located at 14 Northeast 22nd Ave in Portland. Uh, you can find all my stuff on alexcast.com, A-L-E-X-X. Uh, cast.com uh, there's links to my books periphery and the void sutras periphery is my new novel please pick it up it's very good it's got all sorts of occult weirdness in it so if you're into that um, please uh, give it a read and yes remember to click the amazon link uh, at the front page if you're shopping at amazon i got a cut there's an audible link uh, you get a free audiobook if you click that uh, and if you sign up for a two-week trial which is completely free cancel you get to keep the book you don't pay a red cent and i get a little bit of a finder's fee so that is cool that is all you'll find there. So I'm going to close out this episode with, uh, this is uh, something that is very near and dear to my heart. I am an unabashed fan of The Nightmare Before Christmas, and I haven't watched it in a while, actually, but uh, for a while I was, I was quite into it. And um, this is the a reading of the original poem, A Nightmare Before Christmas, that uh, Tim Burton wrote. And yes, so please enjoy the wonderful Tim Burton reading. Happy Halloween, Nave Satani, and I will see you guys next week. Good evening. It was late one fall in Halloween land, and the air had quite a chill. Against the moon, a skeleton sat alone upon a hill. He was tall and thin, with a bat bow tie. Jack Skellington was his name. He was tired and bored in Halloween land. Everything was always the same. I'm sick of the scaring, the terror, the fright. I'm tired of being something that goes bump in the night. I'm bored with leering my horrible glances, and my feet hurt from dancing those skeleton dances. I don't like graveyards, and I need something new. There must be more to life than just yelling, Boo! Then out from a grave with a curl and a twist came a whimpering, whining, spectral mist. It was a little ghost dog with a faint little bark and a jack-o'-lantern nose that glowed in the dark. It was Jack's dog, Zero, the best friend he had. But Jack hardly noticed, which made Zero sad. All that night and through the next day, Jack wandered and walked. He was filled with dismay. Then, deep in the forest, just before night, Jack came upon an amazing sight. Not twenty feet from the spot where he stood were three massive doorways carved in wood. He stood before them, completely in awe, his gaze transfixed by one special door. Entranced and excited, with a slight sense of worry, Jack opened the door to a white, windy flurry. Jack didn't know it, but he'd fallen down in the middle of a place called Christmas Town. Immersed in the light, Jack was no longer haunted. He had finally found the feeling he wanted. And so that his friends wouldn't think him a liar, he took the present-filled stockings that hung by the fire. He took candy and toys that were stacked on the shelves and a picture of Santa with all of his elves. He took lights and ornaments and the star from the tree 
And from the Christmas town sign, he took the big letter C. He picked up everything that sparkled or glowed. He even picked up a handful of snow. He grabbed it all, and without being seen, he took it all back to Halloween. Back in Halloween, a group of Jack's peers stared in amazement at his Christmas souvenirs. For this wondrous vision, none were prepared. Most were excited, though a few were quite scared. For the next few days, while it lightninged and thundered, Jack sat alone and obsessively wondered, why is it they get to spread laughter and cheer while we stalk the graveyards, spreading panic and fear? Well, I could be Santa, and I could spread cheer. Why does he get to do it year after year? Outraged by injustice, Jack thought, and he thought, then he got an idea. Yes, yes, why not? In Christmas Town, Santa was making some toys, when through the din he heard a soft noise. He answered the door, and to his surprise, he saw weird little creatures in strange disguise. They were altogether ugly and rather petite. As they opened their sacks, they yelled, Trick or treat! Then a confused Santa was shoved into a sack and taken to Halloween to see Mastermind Jack. In Halloween, everyone gathered once more they'd never seen a Santa before. And as they cautiously gazed at this strange old man, Jack related to Santa his masterful plan. My dear Mr. Claus, I think it's a crime that you've got to be Santa all the time. But now, I will give presents, and I will spread cheer. We're changing places. I'm Santa this year. It is I who will say, Merry Christmas! To you, so you may lie in my coffin, creak doors, and yell boo! And please, Mr. Claus, don't think ill of my plan, for I'll do the best Santa job that I can. And though Jack and his friends thought they'd do a good job, their idea of Christmas was still quite uh, macabre. They were packed up and ready on Christmas Eve day, when Jack hitched his reindeer to his sleek coffin sleigh. But on Christmas Eve, as they were about to begin, a Halloween fog slowly rolled in. Jack said, we can't leave. This fog is just too thick. There will be no Christmas, and I can't be St. Nick. Then a small glowing light pierced through the fog. What could it be? It was Zero, Jack's dog. Jack said, Zero, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? And to be so needed was Zero's great dream, so he joyously flew to the head of the team. And as the skeletal sleigh started its ghostly flight, Jack cackled, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Was the nightmare before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was peaceful, not even a mouse. The stockings, all hung by the chimney with care, when opened that morning would cause quite a scare. The children, 
all nestled so snug in their beds, would have nightmares of monsters and skeleton heads. The moon that hung over the new-fallen snow cast an eerie pall over the city below, and Santa Claus' laughter now sounded like groans, and the jingling bells like chattering bones. And what to their wondering eyes should appear but a coffin sleigh with skeleton deer and a skeletal driver so ugly and sick they knew in a moment this can't be Saint Nick. From house to house with a true sense of joy Jack happily issued each present and toy. From rooftop to rooftop he jumped and he skipped leaving presents that seemed to be straight from a crypt. Unaware that the world was in panic and fear, Jack merrily spread his own brand of cheer. He visited the house of Susie and Dave. They got a Gumby and Pokey from the grave. Then onto the home of little Jane Neiman. She got a baby doll possessed by a demon. A monstrous train with tentacle tracks. A ghoulish puppet wielding an axe. A man-eating plant disguised as a wreath and a vampire teddy bear with very sharp teeth. There were screams of terror, but Jack didn't hear it. He was much too involved with his own Christmas spirit. Jack finally looked down from his dark, starry frights and saw the commotion, the noise, and the light. Why, they're celebrating! It looks like such fun! They're thanking me for the good job that I've done. But what he thought were fireworks meant as goodwill, but bullets and missiles intended to kill him. Then amidst the barrage of artillery fire, Jack urged Zero to go higher and higher, and away they all flew like the storm of a thistle, until they were hit by a well-guided missile. And as they fell on the cemetery way out of sight, was heard, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Jack pulled himself up on a large stone cross, and from there he reviewed his incredible loss. I thought I could be Santa. I had such belief. Jack was confused and filled with great grief. Not knowing where to turn, he looked toward the sky. Then he slumped on the grave and he started to cry. And as Zero and Jack lay crumpled on the ground, they suddenly heard a familiar sound. My dear Jack, said Santa, I applaud your intent. I know wreaking such havoc was not what you meant. And so you were sad and feeling quite blue. But taking over Christmas was the wrong thing to do. I hope you realize Halloween's the right place for you. There's a lot more, Jack, that I'd like to say, but now I must hurry, for it's almost Christmas Day. Then he jumped in his sleigh, and with a wink of an eye, he said, Merry Christmas, and he bid them goodbye. Back home, Jack was sad. But then, like a dream, Santa brought Christmas.
to the land of Halloween.